This is exactly right. with you guys lately. How was your weekend? How's everything's been going Chill. with you? Weekend? Oh, it's so exciting to be here. <clears throat> Have you ever had <clears throat> every single one of your triggers triggered at one time? Because <laughs> I have. Um, I'm going to start this show by saying this is my favorite murder, a true crime podcast. <laughs> That's, that's also a comedy podcast, right. which is a difficult and complex combination. Yeah, and they're, they're, in, they're weaved together. And you simply must trust us yeah. that we're good people. Yeah. That's just for the newbies. That's just for the people <laughs> who are forced here or who saw something in the newspaper yeah. and they were like, let's roll the dice. Yeah. I love podcasts. This American Life. Love that podcast. Let's go to this one. Oh, my God. Mark Marin. That guy's oh my God. great. He's I'll great. go to a pot live podcast. Yes. Let's see what happens. Uh, so we, we wanted to tell you guys what happened last night just to kind of address it. You because know? Um, at this point, the rumors are so insane. <laughs> it's, it's a little it's a little bit crazy. Yeah. Georgia looked on the way over here. Georgia looked at her phone. And she goes, oh, now they're saying I walked off stage. And I was just like, hold on. What is happening? I didn't. I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> never wanted to more in my life. Uh, we started the show by talking about plucking chin hairs. As you do. I mean. Who doesn't do that? Again, comedy. True crime. Comedy. Live podcast. <laughs> Um, and then Karen did a, a great, light-hearted murder. <laughs> That's There's how I do it. Such a thing. And then I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing this thing where, like, I did, uh, I did Jill Marr the night before. <laughs> yep, that's yeah, exactly yeah, what yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, this time I'm going to go in a different direction. But, oh, let me just stop you okay. by saying yeah. that uh, anyone, again, who might be new, um, she did, did Jill Mar, and when we did our meet and greet, which is where we get a lot of feedback, and we love to hear feedback and people tell us what they think, mm -hmm. every single person was like, I was so scared that you were doing that, and you did it great. And it, it's obviously, no, 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 it's okay. But I mean, like... <laughs> the one thing we talk about all the time is that we're here to uh, represent and support the victims. This comedy is not around that. Yeah. So, uh, I think I, I'm okay with the way I did, but then I, I, I touched a nerve. 
with yeah. the next last night. Yeah, um, there was somebody in the audience who clearly um, was having was out for the weekend <laughs> and um, made a bad entertainment choice. Do I you know think. what? Do you know what I bet happened? Some fucking sweet hardcore murderina was like, "Fuck, I have to work tonight." Uncle Dave, <laughs> listen. Aunt Julie, take you, these tickets. You guys love horror movies. You're really into <laughs> horror movies. You guys love comedy. I feel like you might enjoy this thing. And that murderina was wrong. Yeah. Deeply wrong. Yeah. Uh, it, really, at the end of the day, what happened is, and as a per person who's done stand-up comedy for right. 100 years, <laughs> we just got heckled. I mean, that's at the long and the short of it. It's, there's, been, <laughs> there's been a lot of... Um, words used to describe what happened that I think are inaccurate because just it was a guy yelling this is shite and although it's rude and jarring and upsetting um it's still not like assault or anything you know what I mean like it's just a person going fuck this the only Ang thing was really angry <laughs> yeah he was mad and also he had like the lungs of Pavarotti I the man <laughs> He was the loudest yes. person I've ever heard speak. And if you can imagine, all these murderinos were like, like this. What the, f you know, in their minds, what the fuck? But yeah. we were all like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Everyone was like, what the fuck for a while. Yeah. And, um, and he, it seemed like it went on for 25 minutes. It was probably 20 seconds. Yeah. And then they just hightailed it out of there. And then we had to like sit in it for a little while. <laughs> I did start crying. That part is true. <laughs> well, it was upsetting because yeah. he was yelling at her. Yeah. And also, it was this moment where, like it happens all the time in this podcast, we were talking about something incredibly sensitive, and then one of us fucks up, and the other one makes fun of that person. <laughs> and they interpreted that as us laughing at someone's death. Right. Which makes sense logistically you know what I mean it's like these these it's not we didn't argue it you know what I mean because that's that was what was happening but um, it also was not what was happening in yeah. the least so and then Karen fuck I just looked at her and I was like and she, <laughs> you fucking like a champ took over and like said the most eloquent wonderful thing and it was so Guys. it meant so much to me Listen, I have to say I'm so fucking happy you're on my team, and I'm so lucky that you have my back, and it means a lot to me. And I'm not look, pandering. Look, look, I'm look. just pandering. <laughs> I trained again. at the Improv Olympic for 22 years. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, uh, yeah, and it I was just like you know what? In my, for me, um, I come from a family of incredibly loud yellers, so it was like. <laughs> Oh my God, Thanksgiving again. I was just like, are you done? <laughs> okay, we get your volume anger. Um, no, I'm so, not like that. No, that's not her experience. No. That's just mine. But yeah. So um, there was lots of people who were like, don't quit the podcast. And we're like, are you, I just fucking quit my job. I have to do this podcast. Like, I, I painted myself into a corner, seriously. Um, we're never going to post that episode. <laughs> I think we should post your, the part that we, uh, whatever. Anyways. Yeah. So I, I don't hairs. think that's ever going to happen. <laughs> Out of context, people will be like, that was a weird speech. <laughs> that was a weird, quiet speech about how hard life can be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was just a magical uh, select moment for us and... The funniest part oh, to me God. is in, in the VIP, 
Oh my God. There were people who would come up and be like, it's so funny because I have anxiety disorder. And we're like, oh shit. It's like <laughs> worst case scenario for people who already like, it was hard for me to come here. Yeah. And then the man started yelling. Yeah. We're like, then an angry Sorry. man. We're like, Sorry. this is, and it's 99, look around you. It's like all women here. <laughs> oh, and then you guys have to, okay, listen, don't tell anyone we told you this. Don't tell <laughs> Madeline we told you this, but they said to us, please don't tell Sydney about don't what tell happened. Sydney. So shh. They were really, I mean, but here's the thing. They were very embarrassed. Every single person that we met in that VIP was so lovely to yeah. us. They were so, and then we had people, um, part of what Georgia's story was about was um, a crime family who uh, ambushed cops and were trying to kill cops. And that was part of the sensitivity. And the, about the fourth people who walked up in the VIP line both yeah. worked for the Victoria Police Department. And one of the women was like, my boss told me to listen to this podcast for for the health of my job. Yeah. And we were like, are you just saying that? I started crying again. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, then it dinged into my head. I was like, hey, there was a cop here last night and she likes our podcast too. So, you know, things she gave us a caution tape. Yeah. Too. And, a, and a little badge. Yeah. Um, but then, Australia, you, you guys responded in the fucking coolest way. That makes us so fucking happy. And you all get credit. You all get credit. Yeah. Not, not just we, Melbourne. We just everybody. feel like the mascots of this podcast with, I feel like I have a, like a tiger head on and a murderino. <laughs> and like we're, we're like cartwheeling. And then everyone else is the football team. Yeah, exactly. But that doesn't make any sense here. And well, But what you mean is at midnight, yeah. um, two murderinos, it was Danica and... Um, Dan we have their names. Nadine. Nadine. Nadine and Danica. They are social workers in Brisbane. And they started a, basically a, oh yeah, campaign. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, you're going to heckle, are ya? And um, so, so we had Stephen grab a still of what the total of money raised for this having happened. Can you see that? You guys, this was as of six o'clock today. It's yeah. nine thousand dollars that's going to women's organizations in Brisbane, in Melbourne, and in Sydney. All right, thank you. We're fucking honored to have, uh, to be even associated somewhat with that. And we know that it's not, it's this whole fucking thing is bigger than us. And we appreciate it's your really support so quite, much. We're going to have a man come out and yell at us every night. And then, <laughs> and then you're it. going to have to. <laughs> It'll be Vince. If it's Vince, I can fucking deal with it. It'll My husband. Vince, Vince and like a mustache and a bowler hat. Like, this is shite. Yeah. We'll be like, oh, better raise money. <laughs> Give us money. Uh, I think, can we say someone was like, well, I hope they, they thought the money was going to me. <laughs> <laughs> because it was like, we, we love Georgia. Yeah, we love you, Georgia. They must have just checked the website and immediately <clears throat> gotten off without reading anything. Yeah. They were like, well, I hope she gives at least some of the money to the hurricane yeah. victims. <laughs> we were like, lady, lady. That's what, that's what this guy did. He checked yeah. the thing really quick and he was like, <laughs> okay, I know the story. I'm going to scream at you. Uh, shite shite um, um and look sometimes we are completely shite here's I the thing i was so um <laughs> i was so distracted i never plucked the hair oh. 
it's still there. Yeah. I'm going to keep it as a reminder <laughs> forever. And grow it so long. And Speaking <laughs> of facial hair. <laughs> oh, hey. yeah. Do you want to see your friend, Steven? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Steven. Your friend, Steven. Hi, Sydney. <laughs> Steven, well, I just want to tell you, too, because I feel very emotional tonight that you, we appreciate you, too, a lot. Oh, thank you. Everything you do. I love you guys. We love you, too. We love you, Steven. Yeah. We're Would always you... kidding when we're mean to him. You guys know that, right? It's fun to yell at Steven, but, <laughs> but Steven does a lot of shit for yeah. us all the time. Uh -huh. All the time. You're, yeah. I love it, though. Oh. Yeah, I love it. You love the yelling? Yes. Perfect. <laughs> It's the perfect relationship. Yay. Yay, Steven. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> if you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Should we talk about Spanx or should we sit down? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Should we? Uh... I was going to go into a 15-minute Spanx chunk and now I can't. <laughs> no, I felt like there was one other thing I was going to say that was about...
important. Mm. Oh, I guess it's just, no, it's just, if I eat one more Tim Tam, I'm gonna fucking explode. Uh-huh. I, it is out of control. Yeah. Next time we uh, are going to another country, instead of saying on the podcast, everyone bring us all your, uh, your chockies and lollies. Yes. I've since learned is the thing. Snicks. Snicks. Uh, that's, I'm gonna that's say. That's kiwi, that's kiwi. I'm just gonna say, bring us money for the hurricane instead. <laughs> Bring us uh, money for the hurricane straight into Georgia's pocket. Bags. Uh, You can gift wrap it, whatever you want. My favorite is um, that you guys call them um, lollies and chalkies, but then also you call heroin addicts smackies. That's (laughs) That's so cute. That's something we found out from our driver, Wally. That was one of my favorite things I've ever heard anyone say. He kept calling us a cunt. (laughs) And he said, no, no, it's when we like people, we call them cunts. And we're like, okay. That's true. Yeah. Like, that clearly fits me so well. That's my favorite word. Love it. Okay, now. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Yeah. Oh, what kind of... Are these high-challenge chairs? No, no! Did I... Wow. Levels. Levels. This is our new podcast, Levels. <laughs> <clears throat> Tell me everything. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> Mommy, may I have some murder? I don't want to be that low. That's a little crazy. Should I just tell briefly the story of when I broke the chair? Yeah, because it's so similar, but I wasn't going to bring it up because like, that's not cool to your, like, to your friend. Like when yeah. I told my mom in public she needed to shave her nose hairs. <laughs> Like, that's not cool. It's not cool, and it's rude. <laughs> um, now I can't remember if it was the first or second night. Oh, this, it was the first night. We've been on the road now oh, yeah. for, I, th- I think, 40 days. Not a bit. And now I'm sinking, and I'm not even touching anything. Yeah, I think we've broken the chairs. Sorry. <laughs> okay. There we go. Yeah. Fuck. Here, I'll just sit up. We're a regular Larry Moe and Curly over here. Um, We love physical comedy. It's our new thing. We told you guys at the top, comedy. Comedy. All right. Uh, The first night we got here, George and I are doing our makeup in the mirror as we do, just piling it on for hours before the show starts. And um, uh, (laughs) in my perspective, the room started to slant to the right. I didn't know why, I thought maybe it was jet lag or a seizure or I was finally going to die. And (laughs) right as I turned to Georgia to say like, hey, is the room slanting to the right to you too? Um, The chair that I was sitting in just bent, like uh, these legs bent under and, and I in fucking straight up slow motion fell to the ground in the chair. To the point where when I landed, I was stuck in it against the wall like I had been, like I was being eaten by a giant clam. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and then I went after her. I went after her to save her, but I'm a human, so I was fucking cracking up the whole time. Because who doesn't laugh when someone falls? But you were still a good person, so you still try to help. (laughs) She's underlining. Um, I'll say this is what the help looked like. It looked like this. (laughs) No! You know what I think I did? I went to hug you. Because I could tell you weren't hurt. So it's just going to be like, 
oh god like nobody wants to a chair to break but then i noticed that the chair had like literally been like like masking taped yeah together that's the story we're going with <laughs> masking tape chair fuck <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I've been afraid of chairs ever since. Look, it's been a hard tour. We've gone through a lot of shit. If I look like I've been crying, it's because I have allergies. <laughs> and no. I've been crying. <laughs> um, so this is the portion where we talk about murder. Yes. So if anyone only likes comedy, you can. there is a door. Uh, please, don't wow. yell, please don't yell at me. I don't mean that. Please don't yell at me. They're like, we had nothing to fucking do with it. How dare you? <laughs> There, I go first tonight, right? There's the door. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Can I tell you them about your earrings that someone gave Please. us? Please. They say, one says CK and the other one says FU. And if you put those two together the other way, it says fuck. I, it's really funny because there's that. And then someone also gave me a little enamel pin that's a heart with an arrow through it that says fuck off. <laughs> It's like they know you. It's just, they know me so well. It's so, it's, I want all my jewelry to be rude to everyone for no reason. <laughs> um, so, which is, what's really fun, after all that, I have, I get to go first tonight. Yep. And so. Right back on. Oops. They love it. They want it. They love it and want it. I found an old one so that nobody here remembers it happening or is is directly related to the people it happened to. You don't know. I don't know. Anything could happen. We're in a foreign country. Anything could happen. It's true. It's true. Also, these chairs are going down. I, I can tell. Are we on the same? Okay. I think we are. Yeah. This is starting to feel like a Charlie Rose situation, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Okay. Yeah. This is... You know what I keep doing is I keep writing the name of the story in as the doc name, and I forget to put it on the top of my paper. So then I'm like, I guess this is the story of uh, um, Auntie Auntie Tholly. Yep, Auntie Tholly, your poisoner. Oh, I fucking gave away the beginning. All right. <laughs> All right, Carolyn Grills, born in 1888. Should I pretend that I don't know it's a poisoner? Yes. Okay. Because you don't know. I mean, she could have been lying the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Carolyn Girls, born in 1888. So nobody was her BFF as a kid here. Um, you don't know. Balmain? Balmain. Balmain. Absolutely. You mean exactly how it's spelled? <laughs> I'm trying to get creative and it's didn't work. Well, right, because when it's spelled and it looks like you know uh, how to pronounce it, then you say it and everyone's like, it's Bondi or whatever that fucking beach is called. <laughs> Stupid. Just because it's internationally known and insanely famous and so gorgeous. When we flew in on that plane this morning, I was like, ooh, it's like we're on vacation. I know. Crazy. A lot of homework. <laughs> I know. Okay, April 1908. At 18, she marries Richard William Grills, hence her last name. He's a laborer. They have five sons and a daughter. And then in, uh, so she's a bunch of kids. In 1948, she, Carolyn inherited and moved into her father's home in Bladesville. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like a, a kindergartner who wants applause when she <laughs> pee pees or whatever. 
Um, she's known as Auntie Carrie by her extensive family. She's a short... Okay, here's how they fucking... Oh, I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, like backstage? She, yeah, she's an older one. She's an old woman because 68 is old then. <laughs> like, actually, let's have a photo of her. Because she looks... This is her. Oh. I know, cutie, right? Fun. She looks like your grandma. She looks... God, she has great teeth. She really does. Really nice teeth. Nice teeth. She looks like she could be my mom's mom, and my mom is older than her. Because, like, back then, it was like, you're done yeah. at, like, 50. You're t- back then, it was like, you're 17, you have your six children, yeah. and then you immediately look like that. <laughs> there, were no, there was no preventative creams back then. <laughs> Cold cream all over the place. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Just a lot of dust. So she frequently visited her in-laws and friends making tea, cakes, and biscuits for them. Uh-oh. No, don't say ah. Uh-oh. Remember the poisoner at the top of this thing? <laughs> Guess who it is. It's Great Teeth Johnson? Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you know what? What? Her last name is Grills. She's got a great grill. <laughs> Thank you. This is the joy of comedy. <laughs> this is what it can be like. Wait a second, is it grills like Bear Grills? The guy that fucking climbs all over the place no, and survives? No, wide. Isn't he a Y? Yeah, he is a no. Y. Grill, like straight up grill. Oh, great. Yeah. Legit grill. Yeah. Okay. No fucking around. Uh, mm. Yeah. In 1947, her 87-year-old stepmother, Christine Mickelson, becomes ill with symptoms of hair loss, nervous disorders progressive blindness and loss of speech and eventually dies while under Aunt Carrie's care. Mm. Um, Throughout 1941 and 42, various family members become ill, including um, a bunch of family members, but all survive. Then, in January 1948, uh, a relation of her husband, Angela Thomas, also becomes ill and dies of the same symptoms, followed by her husband's brother-in-law. So I guess her brother-in-law, right? Yep. It would be her brother. Her husband's brother-in-law is her brother. No, it could, it could be her husband's sister's, sister's husband. Right? No. Okay. <laughs> Listen, nobody re- remembers this, so we're changing it. Yeah. To whatever we want. <laughs> if you care, go on to Ancestry.com and figure it out yourself. <clears throat> okay. John Lundberg... He dies in late 48, and one of her stepmother's friends and sister-in-law, I'm not going to go there, Mary Ann Mickelson, (laughs) dies the following year. Um, But presumably, Auntie Carrie goes on making cakes and tea and shit until, I wrote that, cakes and tea and shit until September 1952, uh, Yvonne Fletcher, a housewife and mother of two from the inner city, inner Sydney suburb of Newton, is charged... (laughs) Newtown, Newtown. It's Newton. We Don't laugh at me. This can't turn into a call and response of town okay. names. It's insane. That I, cheer was insane. <laughs> can I remind everyone that I got yelled at last night and I cried? So I'm going to be on edge a little bit. And that includes pronouncing shit wrong. Let's just pretend that that's why I'm doing that. I think that. that's why they were like a fucking football stadium just now <laughs> cheering for that correct town name pronunciation. I made pee pee in the potty and they're proud of me. We support you, Georgia. Cakes and cheese. Newtown, you know, 
Yep, every time now. Was charged and tried for the murders of both. So this chick fucking turns out kills both of her husbands with this poison called thallium. So it's a rat bait poison um, because rats were fucking everywhere in Sydney after World War II. They were 1.2 million rats just in Sydney. Whoa. Um, And from, and so. (laughs) uh, Give it up for rats. And then, so there was this rat bait and there was like, put it in, put it in bread and sprinkle it around your house and you'll kill rats. And everyone was like. Where the babies are crawling. Yeah, Okay. Um, but it was this crazy poison and people were like, oh, you can buy it at the store. I'm pissed at my two husbands. And then, um, they say that at least 55 people were poisoned by thallium, 10 of which died as, as far as they know, because they weren't doing toxicology shit back then. Right. Uh, cause it was almost untraceable. You mean by her? No, 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 no. Oh, like in, in general. general. And it. so this one, um, case got really big and, um, and then, okay, blah, 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 okay, and it caused symptoms of phthalium poisoning were loss of hair, nervous disorders, progressive blindness, loss of speech, organ failure, and eventual death. Remember that from the I beginning? Do. Yes. Oh my God, are you putting it together? I kind of am. <laughs> it feels like someone's a poisoner. Mm. I think we have another photo just for the fuck of it. Let's see. Oh, that's when she got arrested. Never mind. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> that's that time she put oh look at that that's house dress Steven I didn't tell you to put that up did wait I? was that her yeah that was a good dress I'm sorry <laughs> don't be sorry be happy okay because of the widespread media coverage so this chick kills a bunch of people it gets all over the papers a dude named John Downey who's related to Aunt K- our friend Aunt Carrie read the story in a newspaper and was like Hmm, those sound like really familiar symptoms that I've had myself when I hung out and ate Auntie Carrie's cakes and shit. Uh-oh. Um, and his, his aunt or something, uh, is a long time ago. Evelyn Lundberg also had all these symptoms and she had even gone blind. Wow. So, but she didn't die. No. So on May 11th. That's my birthday. Oh shit, that's right. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we always have to do that. Even in the middle of a, not this one, like a, like a, we're just, Junie, oh man. <laughs> anyway, I sent Steven some horrible thing that had a date on it the other day. It was like, and this is the day this person was decapitated. And he was like, my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't help yourself. I know. When you're, you know. They got decapitated 88 years ago on my birthday. Yeah. I wonder what I was doing that day. <laughs> Um, okay, so he goes over to Aunt Carrie's house and is, like, super suspicious of her. She's bringing tea and cakes and stuff out, and he sees her take something out of her pocket and put it in the tea. So he becomes a street magician and whoop, 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 switches him around, switch, 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 takes the tea that he saw her lace, pours it in a, what I'm assuming is a bottle, I don't know, and fucking takes it home with him, brings it to the police, and they test it. Whoa. Badly poison is in it. Shocker. Shocking. <laughs> Nobody saw that one coming. Um, so then they also take her beautiful house dress, and there's, they find traces of thallium in the pockets. Aww. So <laughs> Pocket full of thallium. Yeah. Don't ruin house dresses for us, please. That's all I have. You can put so much shit in house dresses. Oh, my God. 
A coroner's inquest, a bunch of witnesses recalled her bringing them drinks and how eager she was to help preparing food and tea. I, I'll do it. I got it. I got it. I want to kill everybody. <laughs> Nobody wants to help in the kitchen. It's a thing you offer and hope people are like, no, no, I got it. Yeah. No, so you should be suspicious of someone who's like, I want to help. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, you don't. The game's on. What are you doing? Yeah. Calm down. Go eat. Uh, what do they have? Go eat dip. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so at 63 years old, she's arrested and charged with the attempted murder of her sister-in-law, who's now blind, and her daughter, her, the sister-in-law's daughter. Her niece. Both. Huh? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm big picturing you're in the details, and yeah. I'm out here watching yes. all of it. You didn't read 18 articles and copy and I paste sure most didn't. of it. No, this is all new to me. Yeah. <clears throat> um... Okay, so she's arrested, and they all investigators also ex exhumed a bunch of those bodies from before, and they found traces of thallium in two of them, and the others had been cremated, so they couldn't be tested. So the coroner found her uh, responsible for several deaths. Can they do that? Um, That's she, how they used to do it, I think, back then. Okay. Coroner's oh, inquest. Nice. Yeah. Um, she. Okay, there's a book. Never mind. She, I know I'm not going to remember it. It's called The Dictionary. <laughs> the Bible? Um, what's that book? Uh, da Vinci Code. No, that's it. That's, there it is. Yeah. She's charged with the murders and of uh, Mary Mickelson, who was 60, Christina Mickelson, who was 87, and Angelina Thompson, who was 84. And at her trial, she professed her innocence. She said police had pressured her relatives to convict her. <laughs> Yeah. The, the ones that were still living. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that she, quote, helped to live, not to kill. Man. What? Yeah. I helped people live. I didn't kill them. But, yeah. And yet they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then she was laughing at half the trial. She was just, like, a little nutso about oh, it. Yeah. Oh. Well, she was excited to be out in her house dress. <laughs> sure. And in the end, the cases are dropped, and she's only convicted on the attempted murder of Mrs. Lundberg, so the woman who went blind, in October of 1953. Because they could basically only do, deal with what was happening to the survivors. I guess. And like it, what, yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. What was the time frame? Like, was it over years that she was doing mm -hmm. it? It started in 1940. Uh, something say seven let's go seven <laughs> i think 41 is when it started mm -hmm. but somehow in 1953 okay and so another one in 1953 bob lullum he's an australian rugby football fucking player but like <laughs> star <laughs> i was waving my arms in the air how did you not get that referee you know <laughs> No, like big, this is big time. This is big timer. <laughs> Star. Okay, now I know. Yeah. Uh, I just have to say this, yeah. just as a sidebar. The first day we got here, I turned the TV on in my hotel room, and there was a rugby game on. Oh, my God. Yeah, have you ever seen that shit? You guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they're, they pull each other's they're hair. Big boys just pulling on each other. It's crazy. Yeah. It is hot He's, stuff. Uh, Mute that shit. Keep it on in the background. That's nice. Congratulations. You get that all the time. I'd never, I'd never, 
I didn't realize I was such a fan. See, it scared me. It did? Yeah. Why? Because I'm scared of everything. <laughs> everything. How about a nice big thigh? <laughs> I know what that mime was. Piles of thighs. Okay. <laughs> so much sweat. <laughs> That's bad for you. Yeah, I'm not into that. Okay, all right. Sweat in the thighs, not my thing. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. Okay. It's like we're two different people. I mean, we seem to be different. Yeah. Um, but, 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 okay, so this dude's mother-in-law tried to poison who he was having a sexual relationship with. So what? Re-clarify this. I'm, the mother-in-law is correct in this part. <laughs> His wife's hot mom. I wish... I didn't. No, nope, don't look over there. I didn't. <laughs> his wife's hot mom and he were hooking up. What? And she tried to poison him. She was like, you're cheating on my daughter. I'm putting poison you. I'm making this part up. Uh, I'm guessing that's what the thing is. Yeah. And he was like, but also it's with me. I don't know the logic here. Shit. Yeah. She this tried, story has everything. I mean, thighs. <laughs> that's my part. That's it. <laughs> um, he lives, and uh, soon afterwards, Thallium is banned from sale. So the jury deliberated um, for our aunt, our aunt over here. She sentenced to death and later commuted to life in prison. She becomes known as Aunt Thally in prison. <laughs> Auntie Thally in prison. It sounds like... Like, in a loving way, I think the other inmates liked her. It also sounds like um, they're trying to say Aunt Sally, but they have a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> or they're a five-year-old child. <laughs> in prison. She, in 1960, she died in, um, of, uh, you know. Old stuff? Yep. Uh, less than seven <laughs> years after her trial. In the end, nobody fucking knows her motives. And people thought it was revenge or envy or anger. Um, and so the dude said, seven people were recipients of charity and kindness from Aunt Carrie. And they all died or suffered the nasty effects of thallium poisoning. She had maybe financial benefit to games, sometimes none, and no one ever fucking figured out her motives. Wow. Yeah, so that's our friend, Aunt Thally. Wow, Aunt Thally. Aunt, Aunt Sally. Thank you. <laughs> oh! Man, I gotta get my allergies taken care of. <laughs> this sound guy almost shat his pants just now. <laughs> Steven. Steven, and you broke the mic. Um, well, that was crazy. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. 
Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Uh, mine is um, similarly old and similarly crazy. I'm going to do the shark arm murders. Yeah. Man, I was so bummed today when I text Steven. Hey, can I do the shark arm murders? Oh, uh, get out of town. He said, it's off limits, sorry. <laughs> and when you see that, when you're like, yes. it's such a bummer. Yeah. Because we have to check with him to make sure the other one isn't doing it because we don't know what murders we're doing, yeah. except for tonight when I know what Karen's doing. Uh, well, it also, in the car, she goes, you're doing my backup murder. <laughs> Just like, you're it's, d- it's my front up murder, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you just make a list of 20 murders you're like sorry that's mine you took it that's mine um well this one is i have to say i think of all the murders i've ever read or done it it just has so much shit going on <laughs> it, it that's so uh it's it's beyond and yet like, i actually i didn't i just saw shark arm murder and i was like i'm gonna do that and so i don't know a lot about it Oh, really? Yeah, you so, just looked at the title? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit back. <laughs> oh, then that would have been better if it had worked. Do it. Oh. I'm going to sit back. <laughs> no. That's... And then tip it this way. And then fall. Flatten it down. Over. Roll yourself up in the rug. <laughs> it's really funny because this, somewhere along the line, this rug got put into our writer as like, this is the stage design for yeah. us. And that means that everywhere we go, somebody has to buy a rug yeah. and then, like, carry it around all the time. And someone gets, like, at the venues, like, well, we don't have a rug. And they're really it, mad it, at us. Yeah. They're like, we're sorry about the rug. And we're just like, we, we, don't, we don't give a fuck about the rug. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That we're just, divas. That was just a bit of a behind the scenes yeah. for you. Tonight, about the rug. Tonight, you guys get it all the shit. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Okay. April 17th, thank you, 1935. A fisherman hooks a small shark off of what I'm imagining to be pronounced Coogie Beach. <laughs> no? Yeah? By yeah. the laughter, I'm gonna guess no. Coogie! Coogie Beach? Coogie. Oh, Coogee. I see. This is a sexy country. <laughs> Coogie Beach. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you guys said it. I mean... Okay, <laughs> listen to this shit. <laughs> this fisherman catches a shark, right? Kind of small. And as he's reeling the small <laughs> shark in, uh-huh. a huge shark jumps up and eats the smaller no. shark. And so then the fisherman hauls the huge shark in alive. Wow. This is the shit that would go fucking viral if he had a camera <sighs> back then. Can you imagine? Yes. That Coochie Beach fisherman would be billionaire. <laughs> yeah. 
They He'd be at it. the YouTube uh, convention. Yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> that alone, we're in, again, if this was a movie and that's the first scene, yeah. you're not leaving that seat. You're like, whoever this director is, you're my favorite yeah. artist of all time. Like, what? A, that wouldn't happen. No. Oh, I, oh my God, I can't believe I caught a, such a small shark. Holy shit, Jaws is here. Chomp. So what they do is, it's almost, um, it's coming up on, uh, on Anzac Day. And Anzac Day in Australia is, um, it basically is honors all the soldiers that went off to World War I from New Zealand and from Australia. Okay. And it's a big holiday, it's a big holiday weekend. So in 1935, um, the, the Coochie Aquarium Baths. Um, oh, do we have the picture of the Coochie Aquarium Baths, Stephen? We do. So they were like, a, it, it was like a big fancy complex. Hold right? up. I see the, the word refreshments. Yeah. I see the word rooms. I see the words boiling water. Oh. Oh, yeah. They had so much boiling water there. What? It was awesome. <laughs> I wonder what the refreshments were. It was boiling water. <laughs> you could have all the boiling water you could drink, but you had to drink it right by the stove. While it was boiling. So that's why they weren't doing very good business. <laughs> no, not really. Um, okay, so, so there's been shark attacks on, all along the coast. And in, uh, in 1935, in the end of February, in the beginning of March, um, three different young men were killed by sharks on the coast. So they had uh, people out trying to catch and kill sharks all the time. They were like, guys, just leave them alone. Enemy number one. What, sharks? Yeah, stay out well, of the yeah. fucking ocean. I love that where they're like, we're going to take care of this shark problem by killing three sharks or whatever the fuck. Like, there's so many more. Yeah, exactly. You kind of, it's, it's a hard one to solve when they've been around for 80 yeah. million years. And they don't need to change because they're perfect fucking monsters. Killing machines. Creatures. Um, they have so many rows of teeth. Oh. oh my God, Steve and I started getting into this thing today. He started sending me pictures of sharks with human teeth. Have you ever seen those? It's the best thing of all time. No. When they, they're, picture? No, I don't think so. You don't have one, Steven. Do you? Um, I mean, you could just imagine it's like a jar, like it's a shark picture coming at you with the crazy fucking pointed teeth, rose, rose, rose. But instead of that, it's like Taylor Swift's teeth. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I need to see it's that. It's fucking hilarious. Anyway, Love we it. had a great time, guys. <laughs> um, so anyway, the owner of the Coochie Baths was like, <laughs> Business is slow because there's been these shark attacks, right. but we've got this big holiday weekend coming up. I'm going to fucking get that big-ass shark that that guy just caught, stick him in inside the baths. Can you show the inside of the baths? Because he's Steven? alive, right? The it's shark. still alive. Okay. So they decide they're going to put it. So that's the baths. It's all salt water. The salt water is coming in from the ocean. Oh, and I people go, go in and there. swim in salt water. Dude. They have the same thing in San Francisco, the Sutro Baths. Yeah. That was right on the coast. Right. Okay. So... Uh, Steven. So they take the shark and they put it in the, in the pool so people can come pay money and look at the thing that's killing people in the water. <laughs> can they see that one, the him. shark, Steven? I want to swim with him. Um, <laughs> no, people just stood around and said, oh! he's pretty big. He's yeah. pretty big. Yeah. He was what you like to say down here, um, uh, th four meters long. <laughs> Oh, that sounds Four huge. meters and one ton with two ends and an E. 
Um, <laughs> what a measurement. So, <laughs> so, so this poor shark is, is, so at first when he's there, he's there for a week. In the beginning, he's swimming around, and everyone's freaking out and paying money, and everything's working out great. Um, but after a week, the shark starts acting strangely. It's moving slowly, it seems disoriented, it seems sick. And then on Anzac Day, at 4.30 p.m., there's a small crowd in the baths watching the shark. Mm -hmm. And the shark goes into a frenzy. And then, as it's quoted here, I got all this information from the Sydney Crime Museum website and the dictionary of sydney.org. And, of course, our Wikipedia. Um, uh, <laughs> starts to go crazy, and then it starts vomiting copiously, is the quote. And... Out of its stomach come a rat, a oh. rat, a rat, a bird, what? the remains of the smaller shark that he ate earlier, and then the big surprise, a severed human arm. <laughs> so those people standing what? around at the coochie bath, they're, okay, Fuck. there's the arm. No. Yeah. But look at his dukes. The guy, his tattoos dukes are up. Well, here's the thing. The arm has a very distinctive tattoo of two boxers uh, warming up together. <laughs> two boxers boxing we on need the a, arm. We need to each get that. Should one we get it? Tattoo. <gasps> I get one boxer and you get the other? Yeah. Or should we get a, a tattoo of a severed arm with boxers <laughs> on the arm? You know someone has that somewhere. I hope so. Okay. So now... I'm only halfway down the first page of the story. That's all I'd like to say right now. This, we've already got a double shark attack. And then the shark barfs in front of everybody, a paying audience, which I would have loved. Um, and he barfs up a human arm. What? So they call the police. They get the arm out of the pool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they uh, take it to inspect it. And they notice that it is not... Um, the remnants of the shark having eaten a person mm -hmm. because the arm has been severed, Fuck. not bitten. I didn't know this. Yeah. So now they know something's going on and they have to look into it. Okay, so then they take the arm down to the police station, I'm assuming. I'm not, I, they, they fingerprint the hand of the arm. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. And, um, and they find out uh, that it belongs to a billiard, a former boxer, billiards hall owner, and small-time criminal Jim Smith, who had been missing since April 7th. Um, How long was that? Uh, when did since it? To, to April 25th is um, Anzac Day, so you do the math, because okay. I can't. <laughs> um, Smith also lived in Balmain. Hey. It, Balmain? Look, listen. Look and listen and spell your <laughs> cities correctly. We just, I think everywhere we go, we're going to have to sit down mm -hmm. with a native for like two hours before we go out on stage. Or two minutes, really. <laughs> I mean, we don't need to take that much time we could to ask a person at the front desk of the hotel. Cut into that mascara time yeah. for just a little bit. How do we say this word? Bowman. Okay, got it. And then we do things Perfect. correctly at the show. Listen, Jim Smith lived in that town with his wife and child. And, <laughs> and we're just going to start saying that town. Okay. And his billiards hall, as they were back then, was a, quote, seedy type of place where vice flourished. Sounds fun. Fun. Uh, lots of rugby. So... <laughs> 
Jim Smith was also a police informant, or what they call a fizz gig, or a fizzer. What? <laughs> That's, That's what it's cute, said. you guys. Isn't that precious? I like that. Okay, so they look into his situation, and um, they find that either it is Billiards Hall or the other place he works, which was called the Tattersalls Club, he had fell in uh, with a criminal, doing business with a criminal named Reginald Holmes. Let's take a look at Reginald Holmes. He's a classy kind of oh, criminal. Oh, fuck. Good day, good day to you, sir. Everything about him. Reginald has a whole box of pinky rings that he <laughs> keeps that, on his dresser. Those teeth have to be put in every morning and taken out every night, for sure. They're kind of, kind of. And sometimes when he talks and he's drunk, they come out. Like, for sure, though. They just slip down a tiny bit. Or at least the two front teeth. You know how they... What do they call those? When it's, anyways. Flippers. Anyways. Um... Also, the, I think Steven needs a pencil-thin mustache. Oh, yeah. I think that needs to be the next direction he takes it. Yeah. It's effective. Okay. All right, so that's Reginald Holmes. And he was a, from a, um, a family of very successful boat makers. And um, he was rich. He had a big mansion at McMahon's Point. Um, his business was in Lavender Bay. All your favorite places. Um, <laughs> And uh, he has a wife, two children. He's a regular at the Royal Sydney Yacht Club. He's a pillar of the local Presbyterian church. But he was also a smuggler and a fraudster, as they, as they call him. Yes. So what he would do was he hired men to drive motorboats out to sea that would pick up packages mm. that sailors would throw off of boats and the packages would be full of cocaine or they would be full of cigarettes or they would be full of other things that you weren't allowed to have. This some straight fucking Boardwalk Empire shit right here. Yes. You guys seen this? Yeah. This guy's nookie. He's <laughs> Watch it. It's a fucking great show. Reg. So Jim Smith drove one of those boats. So that's how they all okay. kind of know each other. Okay. And so that's the cops are starting to find all of this out. And they also find out that the two, Reg and Jim, had started a racket with a convicted forger named Patrick Brady. Here's Patrick Brady. Not, I wouldn't say as much of a classy <laughs> gent as Reg. Yeah. Probably yeah. didn't go to the yacht club that much. Just, this is very superficial. But... Old Pat Brady, I think, was a, like the whiskey. and uh, Nice head of hair, though. I think you he, know was, what I mean? he, he was good at um, drawing because <laughs> he was a forger. Oh. Yeah. So he's probably smart, real sharp. Uh, <laughs> but I bet he had a foul mouth. All right. <laughs> so the three of them are doing this thing where Patrick Brady makes checks, and um, the, he would get they would get the name of Reg's fancy friends and the people that he would make boats for. Mm -hmm. And they would make fake checks. And then uh, I believe Jim Smith would go cash those checks. Mm -mm. And um, so they were in that uh, a ring of, of deceit and deception. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but apparently, and the police find out, that Jim started blackmailing Reginald Holmes. And obviously, was not a good idea. No. So... On April 7th, 1935, Jim Smith tells his wife that he's going to go fishing. But instead, he went and played cards with Patrick Brady at the Cecil Hotel in Cronulla. Yeah. Fuck yes. Good job. Fuck yes. Good job. Thank you so much. 
Uh, it felt good. It was yeah. like, I just didn't think about it. I just yeah. was like, I'll just say it. I don't want to overthink it. Because you get, we, we're starting to get like scared yeah. of saying places. I'm scared of words and letters. I mean, numbers, don't get me started on oh numbers. Oh my God, maps, I can't even. No. Okay. So he lies, this is what I love. He lies to his wife, it says he's going to go fishing and instead he goes and plays cards. Wow. Yeah. Roll those dice. Yeah. Um... So, uh, Patrick Brady had a, a rented cottage nearby where they were drinking and playing cards, and uh, that comes into play later. So, a taxi driver testifies that he picked up Patrick Brady from Canola, and he drove him to uh, Reginald Holmes' house at 3 Bayview Street, in McMahon's Point, apparently very nice area, mm. and, or was in 1935, and, uh, and on the same day that um, Jim Smith went missing. Mm -hmm. And the cab driver said, quote, he was disheveled. He had a hand in his pocket that he wouldn't take out. What do you think is in there? Like an arm. <laughs> <laughs> he was, his hand was holding down an arm. No. I don't know. What if he cut the bottom out of his pocket and he was holding hands with the arm? Oh, no. This is a criminal. You have to think like a criminal. <laughs> okay. So... Uh, so Patrick Brady's arrested. So they get that testimony. They arrest Patrick Brady on May 16th. They charge him with the murder of Jim Smith. When the police bring in Reginald Holmes to question him, because they know he's in the circuit, Reg says he's never met Patrick Brady. He doesn't know who they're talking about. So he ends up, they end up letting him go. They're, they don't have anything to hold him on. So mm -hmm. he leaves, goes home. Four days later, May 20th, he goes into his boat shed and attempts suicide by shooting himself in the head with a 32. Reginald does? Reginald does. R Richie? Fuck. Richie Rich, Reginald. Okay. But here's the thing. The bullet flattened against the bone in his forehead. What? And so he was merely stunned. <laughs> what? Did you make that up? I wish I did. <laughs> it would be such good writing. Wow, that's that's some forehead. It. I mean, that's, that's like a fucking plate. Yeah. It's so he stuns himself by shooting himself in the fucking head. Stun. It, it is it's stunning. It's stunning. It is yeah. stunning. Um. He falls in, he's like in his boat or whatever, he falls into the water. <laughs> he falls into the water, the water revives him from a bullet oh. to the head. Oh. And he comes to, he gets into his boat and he's, he starts driving around Sydney Harbor. He disrupts the ferry services. Do you think he's just screaming? Yeah. Ah, the fuck is just happening? Guns don't work on my head. <laughs> That's what I'm I'd be yelling. You fucking come at me, yeah. you sons of bitches. Yeah. <clears throat> he does this for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> shit, I mean, what would you do? Right? Who among us would lose their <laughs> shit? <laughs> Who among us is right? He finally takes out of the harbor, goes two kilometers out to sea, and he finally just stops. The, he allows the police to come on board. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> he says uh, to the police, Jimmy Smith is dead and there's an, only another left. If you leave me until tonight, I will finish him. Oh, okay. Uh, 
cops were like, sure. So it's like, we suspect, we're the police and we suspect you of being involved in a murder. And then you're like, look, I don't know that guy, but if you just give me a day, I'll kill him. (laughs) Yeah. Reg. Yeah. Reg. Get your shit together. Yeah. What, did you you get the fucking concussion when you shot yourself in the head? (laughs) What did that somehow affect you mentally that you shot yourself right in the fucking head? Okay. So... There's an empty bottle of brandy in the boat. Of course. Could have had something to do with it. But Literally. Also could have been a bullet to the head. <laughs> uh, so Detective Sergeant Frank Matthews questions Reg, and um, he says, uh, he spills it. He says, Patrick Brady killed Jim Smith, dismembered his body, put it in a trunk, and threw it into Gunnamatta Bay. Fucking... Nobody knows what that is. So I no know, everyone's like, we don't have that here. <laughs> you got that from the wrong article. Yeah. We um, go to a different bay. That's not our bay. <laughs> That's not our bay. Um, they call that, putting a body onto a trunk and throwing it into the bay, hmm. they call that a Sydney send-off. Oh, my God. It's not an accusation. I got it. <laughs> I got it from sydneydictionary.org. Wow. Not dot even dot .com. That's a dot .org. So they know what they're talking about. Slash AU? It's slash EDU. Okay. So. <laughs> Go on. Tell me more. <laughs> this is fucking crazy. It's, it's insane. So then he claimed that Patrick Brady came to his house showed him Smith's severed arm. Hey. Took it out of the... <laughs> but I did. Back in the pocket. Um, and then... Mm, mm. Oh, my God. Um, and then threatened Holmes with murder if he did not immediately receive $500. Um, Wait. <laughs> oh, hey, I have the earrings on, too. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Go on. I, what doesn't this story have that you're not completely focused on everything? I, I can't give you more than this. No story will ever be more interesting and you're fucking touching your earrings. Listen, Look. attention span of a three-year-old right here. Go on. I'm sorry. I'm here no, with no, no. you. I'm here Please. with you. Please. I'm supporting you. <laughs> okay. They, they start up a coroner's inquest in my, mine as well as yours. Okay. That's how I knew what oh, one yeah. was. Yeah. Okay, so the day before the coroner's inquest, Reg Holmes withdraws $500 from his bank account, and in late in the evening, he tells his wife that he has to go meet someone. They lie to their wives so much in 1935. Maybe if you were honest <laughs> to your wife, you wouldn't. His wife's like, get out of here. His forehead is so hard. (laughs) Yeah. You can go anywhere you want. Get away from me. Yeah. Lie to me. You're like a monster. Okay. (laughs) Early the next morning, which is the day of the coroner's inquest, June 11th, 1935, Reginald Holmes is found dead in the driver's seat of his Nash sedan with three gunshot wounds to the chest. Oh, no. And he is the inquest star witness. He wasn't invincible. He isn't in... Well, they didn't get him here. Right. But he was never offered police protection. Oh, no. So he... So, but... Uh, 
so there's a guy named Alex Castles, who's a professor, and he wrote a book in 1995 called The Shark Arm Murders, which everyone should read. I definitely am going to, <laughs> just to see if it's actually real. It would be amazing if, um, like, the sydneydictionary.org was just a prank website, and it's like... <laughs> and everyone here knew it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, like, she fucking fell for it. That's my little brother. Are you stupid? <laughs> um, but... Professor Castles um, believes that Reginald Holmes took out a, a contract on his own life because oh. to spare his family the shame of him be going to jail. Oh. That's his theory. Okay. Because the crime scene was made to appear like Holmes had committed suicide, except for there were three yeah. bullet wounds in his chest. Yeah. 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 That would, you'd have to really be fucking dedicated. Yeah. Just yeah. one more. Yeah. He's like, I've tried this before, it didn't work. I'm going to triple down on yeah. this one. I'm just really going to focus. Yeah. And I'm going to just set my intention. I'm going to do some slight yogic breathing. Okay. The, the police have no doubt that he's been murdered. Right. Because, um, uh... Shot three times. Well, yes. And... <laughs> but also, they find out that Jim Smith, they believe that Jim Smith was killed by Patrick Brady on the orders of gangland figure Eddie Wyman, who was arrested while attempting to forge a check in 1934, the year before. And the reason he got arrested was because of a tip that Jim Smith had given to the police because he was a fizz police gig. informant. Oh. <laughs> fine. Listen. That's fine. We're on the same <laughs> wavelength. <laughs> um, so... When that happens and Jim Smith is exposed as a police uh, informant, right. all of the seedy underworld, billiards hall denizens know that he's a stool pigeon and he basically has a target on his very arm. soft forehead. Yes, <laughs> right at the top of his arm. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. Um, the, the inquest starts on June 12th, 1935, but the case against Patrick Brady falls apart because there's no evidence. So Brady's lawyer, Clive Evett, actually claimed there was not enough substance to even begin the inquest. He, he argued that an arm, quote, does not constitute a body, which is, you can't argue with that. <laughs> um, it's just part. And that Jim Smith minus his arm could very well be alive somewhere else, which is true. Totally. Um, Ooh, what if he was like, oh buddy, they're going to come after me. Take my arm. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You keep this. You show them my arm. Yeah. Then do a bunch of other crazy shit. And <laughs> <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want, do, man. Do what you want. You'll take... Yeah. I never like this tattoo anyway. Yeah. It's kind... It's too big and yeah. it doesn't... It's obvious. I, I'm not that into boxing. Right. Just, I was drunk and my friend made me do it. Yep. <clears throat> Brady is found guilty and acquitted. I mean, sorry, not guilty and acquitted. <laughs> That's wow. the craziest part of the story. <laughs> He's found guilty and immediately acquitted. <laughs> so for the next 30 years, Patrick Brady steadfastly maintained he was in no way connected to the murder of Jim Smith. Um, and he died uh, in Sydney on April 18th, 1965, at the age of 76. Reginald Holmes was cremated um, on June 13th, 1935. And he left an estate valued at over uh, $34,000 in 1935, which today is millions of dollars. Um, the Man, I would be a millionaire back then. Yeah? Well, not really. I'll just be like, doing okay. Just tell them how much money you I have. know. <laughs> right? 
Well, I'm giving it all to a fucking hurricane, so calm down. <laughs> oh, what if I just threw it into a hurricane? <laughs> I hope they're giving some money to the hurricane. Here. <laughs> Pay off the hurricane. Get out of here. I'm, you guys may have already read this, but this is something like on our Twitter that everyone's retweeting because you, you may have known this, but the state of Florida actually had to put out a warning to its citizens not to shoot at the hurricane. Yeah. That's where we live. Can someone, can we live here, please? <laughs> you can yell at us all you want, yeah. just as long as no one shoots us. <laughs> Um, and even though the Navy and the Air Force searched Port Hacking and Gunnamata Bay, the thing you deny exists, but I insist is real, <laughs> they never found the rest of Jim Smith's body. Oh. So he could be alive. But they don't is. know. That's it. That's the arm wow. shark, shark arm murder. That crazy. was fun, full of twists and turns. Nothing too controversial, you know, <laughs> for a true crime podcast. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Do we, should we? Yeah, we, can we? Yeah, we're going to do it at home. Let's do some hometowns. <laughs> but, take, um, take a bow. I, what if I just threw up immediately? <laughs> oh my God, it's over. Thank God. Uh, I don't, I let Karen choose. I'm gonna well, go but. Oh, right. We, um. We got a fun tweet, and we want... There's someone who made us a very great and specific offer. I think her name is Joe. Do you... Are you still here? Are you here? Can you moonwalk, and is your name Joe? Yes. Can you please come up here? Yep, I see her. There's a door with a... With yeah, you have to go to that door, wherever that, you are. See that husband of mine? Wave to them, Vince. No, you don't have to do it. No one can see you. Are you... Are you here? Is she there? She's coming. I see her. She's, is, st does she's anyone stuck. See her? Let her go. Let her get by. Is she moving? Move or your knees. Is anything happening? Can she have me? Can we, don't spill. Is there popcorn? Some kind of action so that she, we feel. Ah, uh, yes. Steven, she's gonna come yes. behind you. Steven, Steven, get ready. Be polite, Steven, and find <laughs> out her name. We're trying to teach him manners, but he's a millennial, and you guys know. Oh, those are. Yeah, oh, yeah, there she is. Hey, there she is. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> Joe. You didn't think we'd take right? you up. I remembered it. Hi. That's Georgia. Listen, it looks like you brought your own microphone. Us. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Oh, I do. Does it work? Does it work? Is it on? Yeah. If you're going to threaten us with a good, <laughs> good time. Oh, it doesn't work. She that, it, oh, oh, thanks, Steven. It was working. Does that one work? Yes. No. no. Okay. Well, we listen, you don't it. need a microphone to moonwalk, so yeah, let's, let's go wait, ahead. Wait, really quick, though. So we were, lo we <laughs> looking, wanna, oh, we were looking at Twitter, and t can you just tell the people what you tweeted at us? I already told I said that I'm super good at moonwalking if you get tired of talking. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't ever get tired of talking. <laughs> but we get tired of moonwalking. Yeah. But, however, we like moonwalking we love, as much we as We love moonwalking. Talking. We'd love to see some. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to work on the floor. Well, what about the rug? Do you need to take your shoes off? Okay, here we go. She's got holes in her tights. <laughs> yes! Yes! No, I see it. I see it. <laughs> no, that was super good. That was great. That was amazing. Um, Do you, um, w then we were like, 
Do you have a home? No, it's not going to work. Here, wait. Yeah, well, that wouldn't work. Okay. Do you have do a hometown, or do you have a really embarrassing thing that I happened do to have you? A hometown. Yeah. Well, let's hear. Okay. Now that you're here. Ah, she is. This is a. What do they call it? A double act when someone's good at two things. Yeah, that's right. A double act. Double yeah. act. Oh, sorry, a person. Yeah. A lot of people are good at two things. Well. Um. <laughs> have you met a lot of people? Have you come to Florida? <laughs> no, but I'll, I won't take a gun. Um, <laughs> where are you from? I'm from, originally from French's Forest, which is near where this hometown is. Where, and where is that? Oh, for, Sydney. For, oh, yeah. nearby here? Sure. Well, I mean... <laughs> we're in Sydney. Compared to Florida. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. There was... This was when I was... I look really young for my age. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Me when too. I was just out of high school in the late 80s. Mm. Um, you do. Thank you. Ever, did you hear the gasps? They're buying oh. it. They're buying it, Joe. Uh, we were... They'd been... This is John Wayne Glover, who's the granny killer. He's known oh, yes. Killer. Oh, I, I saw that one. I was going to do that, and I'm like, I can't, I, can't bear, I can't bear the burden. This is perfect. Yep. And I was... <laughs> Someone were, else. Uh, I've got a twin sister. She's really pretty. I love making that joke. Um, <laughs> I get it. That's funny. And... Um, Wait a second. Do you have a podcast, too? No, it's for real. Yes. Do you really? It's what is called it? Zealot, and it's about cults. Are you fucking what? kidding? What's it I'm called? Serious. Zealot. Cult? Zealot. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, about except my friend Alex, who's here, he's, he, I am so shitty because he came up with a much better name. What is it? See you last Tuesday. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like six episodes in, so I can't change it. No, don't change it. Uh, Sorry, Alex. Start your own podcast. <laughs> it's really make, easy. Anyone can do it. Historical um, cunts. Oh my god, well, I can't wait to listen to the Zealot. Zealot. Do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love it. I love cults. I did the family. I know. Oh, okay. I know. I was, I was kind of shitty. Because I'm... Yeah, anyway. Okay. Go. Um, there, did I miss a lot of shit? I know I missed Julian Assange was in it, and I didn't say that. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, I didn't. And have you seen photos of her now? Uh, yes. Her hairline. Is yes. Like, no, we saw that this one. Thing. Just kept... she got so many facelifts that her face now starts back here. <laughs> That's rude. She's very old and dying. Okay. Uh... <laughs> but she's a bad person. Yeah. So. Um, great dresser though. Oh my god, such um, good clothes. Yeah. yeah. So, Granny Killer, we um, we there'd been a couple of old women killed, and in Mossman, which is very ritzy suburb. This is all North Shore where everyone's really uptight. Um, <laughs> and uh, John Wayne Glover hated his mother and then he got a stepmother, a mother-in-law that he also hated and he worked as a pie salesman. <laughs> pie? So prospect. Like meat pies. Oh, um, oh, yeah, I know what a meat pie is. Delicious, savoury pastry. Got it. But, like, um, door-to-door or... No, uh, nursing home to nursing home. Oh. Oh, yeah. no. That's Someone not good. Someone old ladies sells pies to their nursing homes. Mm. You'd think he'd be like, I'm going to get another job. I'm going to do something different. Nope. Uh, and old ladies started to die in the nursing homes he delivered to, but no, no connection. And he even got in trouble a couple of times for... Uh, he'd just wander through the nursing homes and just old ladies up. Oh. He was gross. Um, but still, no connection. Why would a pie salesman need 
anything interesting to happen in his life. <laughs> what, sorry, what year was this again? Uh, 1989 oh, to 90, yeah. Oh, you said at the beginning, because yeah. you're so young. Remember? You're Impossibly so beautiful, beautiful. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, he would see old ladies coming home from doing their shopping and follow them back to nearly their front door, and then as they were opening the front door, hit them in the back of the head with a hammer. No. And then take them inside. And he wouldn't, he'd often steal just like $100, but he'd leave their jewellery. Um, and he was basically just saying that, you know, he doesn't really know how he does it. He just hates old ladies and can't oh. control himself. But we were, we wanted to go, my um, beautiful twin sister and I, <laughs> uh, we wanted to go to, um, we were invited to two parties one weekend. Wow. Like, I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's how it is when you're young. <laughs> uh, and we weren't allowed to go to the nearby one because someone killing old ladies. We were young, though. Um, Did you, are you aging backwards? And you looked really old then? <laughs> yes. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so we went to the other party in Mossman, and that night he killed someone in Mossman. Well, that <sighs> afternoon he had, but we hadn't heard from it yet because 1989 we were watching Countdown, not the news. Um, <laughs> Countdown's a really cool show. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> And eventually he got, they made the connection between pies and feeling up old ladies and hitting them on the head. And he would also just steal like $100, but nothing, no jewellery. And he'd just go to the nearby RSL. That's a, like, it's a place. No. Um, <laughs> said no. no. We, we can't accept any more new information no. about this country. I'm sorry. We maxed out. If I don't understand, uh, it's not true. He so. just, He'd play the pokies with old ladies' money. Pokies is a thing you do at a place. Um, do, do a lot of smackies play pokies? Yeah. Oh. How many lollies no, can it's, you it's buy? No, it's sort of one or the other. But, oh. Got it, got it. Slot yeah. machines. Slot machines, got it, yeah. Gamble. Hello. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, oh, yeah, doubling. Um, and when he got caught, uh, he, apparently in jail, he just did anything to attract attention. And so he killed himself in 2005, but all his, all the fellow inmates thought he did that for attention <laughs> and accidentally actually died. So, because he would do lots of things to just say, oh, poor me. Um, but he's wow. dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. Amazing. <laughs> Can you do one more moonwalk before you yeah. go? Yes. Okay. Yeah, moonwalk away. <laughs> you guys, Joe! Everybody, Joe! Thank you Great so job. much. Perfection. Wow, that is what we're looking That's for. That's a hometown. Yes. Take notes. Listen to Zealot. I can't wait to I know. listen to Oh my God, I love Fuck a cult. Cults. Oh shit. Yeah. You guys, wow. Thank God this went the way it did tonight. Oh, Thank my you. God. Thank you. I Thank needed you. this. We needed it. I needed a win. <laughs> I need a cry of joy and not fear, which is not outright fear. Well, here's the thing, though. Every we're so spoiled oh, because my God. every show 
pretty much we've ever done. And especially every show on this run here yeah. in your gorgeous country has been amazing. Fucking amazing. Incredible. Amazing. Uh, like insanely polite audiences, insanely responsive audiences. Supportive. Everyone fucking gets it. Everyone's funny. Everyone knows what's going on. So <laughs> who gives a shit what happened? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you guys just reset yeah. us. Thank you so okay. much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, the support of the people who listen to this podcast makes me feel so much joy. It makes us both in awe and every fucking day we're, we, listen, we're divas, but we know how lucky we are. <laughs> we're, it's crazy. And, uh, and, but also it's like we just, it's just that thing where we're very lucky in that we hit a, a thing that galvanized a bunch of people, but it's your guys' thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, we all just have the same interest and we're just lucky enough to be the ones talking about it. Thank you so much Thank for listening to so us. Much. Thank you so much for your support from the bottom of our heart. This was an amazing yeah, show. Amazing. And we just like you. Listen. All we want is for you to stay sexy and, and don't get mad. Bye, Sydney.